and this is Danielle Harris, and you are listening to Rock Video Rental. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Rock Video Rental. We are continuing on with our Halloween marathon, and we are at... Halloween 2007 is directed by Rob Zombie, um, Mr. Robert Zombie. Um, the plot for this one is after being committed for 17 years, Michael Myers, now a grown man and still very dangerous, escapes from a mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield to find his baby sister, Lori. A cast for this, we got Scout Taylor Compton as Lori. Uh, Tyler Maine as grown Michael Myers Malcolm McDowell as Dr. Loomis Brad Dorif as Sheriff Brackett Sherry Moon Zombie of course because she's in all Rob Zombie's movies as Deborah Myers Dig Fersh I'm going to say I don't know it's Swedish he's young Michael and Danielle Harris returns to the series as Annie Brackett this time. I just want to go back to that plot and say that that only covers half the movie. <laughs> because the first Michael, half... a young boy. <laughs> because the first half of this movie is like the longest first half of, half of a movie ever. Pretty much. Yeah, Michael, a young boy with a boo-boo face. <laughs> <laughs> boo-boo, me-boo. Pretty much. It's a pony little turd the entire time. Dude, I just... uh, Well, to start out, share a little funny story. Brandon loves this movie so much that he decided he wanted to record it twice. I hate your face. (laughs) Well, you guys might have seen and heard before when we did American Graffiti that i got a new microphone and i forgot to check the setting on zoom so it was just set up with the microphone that is in my imac which is about four feet away from me so it sounded like crap (laughs) yeah so if you want to hear what that audio sounds like you can go listen to that episode i will say that i'm happy that i didn't have to watch this movie twice to do this twice that's what we were just talking about before we got started. So this, so it is kind. Of, it kind of feels weird to go back to this because now I know what comes after it. Yeah. But I, um, but I mean, I'm gonna give the same opinion I did of it before. But yeah, I, I told Brandon that I didn't rewatch it, but I was playing video games last night, and so I had it playing in the background just to kind of give a refresher, and I didn't really miss a whole lot. Now it's your favorite movie ever. So favorite. I cannot tell you what my favorite thing is because there was so much good. <laughs> there, there was so much good because they gave Michael so much dialogue in this movie. That, that was the best thing they could have ever possibly done. Oh, for sure. And man, the dialogue in this movie, though. <laughs> um, incredible. Greatest dialogue ever. I, I, I mean, think it's, it's not mean spirited. This movie is not mean spirited at all. No, rainbows and sunshines and unicorns. Um, th- there's one word for this movie. Uh, well, it, I have I have four one- letters and starts with an F. 
because I can <laughs> tell you that's said quite a bit in this movie. Uh, I, I, I have a word to summarize most of this movie. What would you choose if you had one word to kind of like get the best explanation for this movie? Um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with excessive. Yeah, that, I would say that. excess. Yeah. So quite a lot of excessive <laughs> everywhere. Oh, yeah. Excessive language, excessive violence, excessive, you know, backstory that was unnecessary, excessive mean-spiritedness. Yeah. Excessive Michael dialogue, which never needed needed to exist. Right. Um, Excessively long blonde hair. <laughs> Very Swedish looking boy. Um, I guess. We, I guess we can just get into what happens in the movie. Jump right <laughs> on it, it. It's not a straight up remake from the original. No. And I mean, like. It, it's a like prequel it, remake. Yeah, it was kind of unusual. They had uh they had a little bit of um homage or characteristics from the first ones and actually like we'll get there eventually later on in the movie where I thought it was kind of f- cool that they included some things but then there were other things where it's just like why why did you take from the original that you thought that this was an important part to include? <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens, you know, it starts on Halloween and, you know, we get to see 10 year old Michael. Uh, And, you know, he's, you get, of course, he has a a rough house where his mom is a stripper and his, uh, his mom's boyfriend or like his father in law or his father figure or or stepdad. Maybe, Stop, but I think boyfriend. Yeah, not father-in-law. I'm missing father-in-law. I'm not stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not 10 and married, okay? Father of the bride? What? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's like a piece of crap. To say it lightly, yeah. Like yeah, his sister is like a skank. And, you know, it's pretty much the most cliche reasoning. It's trying to give reasoning to why Michael kills. And, like, I feel like they that Rob Zombie like did it in like the most ham-fisted way. Yeah, it was very it's not cookie cutter but very basic. Cliche. Yeah, cliche. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Cuz yeah, definitely that's one thing that was uh a strength of the first one where it was just like there was no backstory, no explanation. Michael just went crazy and that was it yeah and you kind of see it like slowly coming because he's got like a gerbil or a hamster or something like that that he kills that's how they all start uh, yeah he's like he's got psychopathic tendencies uh and it goes on to like he murders a school bully Mm -hmm. like he beats him with a tree branch (laughs) and he screams while he's doing it that yeah That was like one of the most messed up parts about it too. Um, 
was just like, okay, he has dialogue. And then when he does his killing, he like freaks out where he's like psycho about it. Mm -hmm. Original Michael, real Michael. Actually, I kind of want to say it that way. Real Michael has no thoughts or feelings or he just does. He just kills. Yeah, this Michael, he's like... Boo-boo, bee-boo? Yeah, almost <laughs> Michael. <laughs> to quote Dr. Evil, he, he's the margarine of Michael. <laughs> Should we call the him... Diet the Coke of Michael. One calorie, not quite Michael enough. <laughs> <laughs> Should we call him Mikkel? Just, <laughs> just because he's not quite Michael? Mikhail. <laughs> Miguel Myers. <laughs> Mikey, oh, Mike, gosh. I was good to you, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so, you know, this leads up to, you know, just like the original movie, he kills his sister. Um, this time he kills his sister's boyfriend and he kills his stepdad, mom's boyfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that sends him to Smith's Grove Institution where, you know, he spends time with Dr. Loomis. And by Malcolm McDowell, who yeah. did a good job. I, I w- that that was one thing that I think they did well with that was using him because he is one of those guys that honestly, if I had sat down and made a short list of people that I feel could have done Dr. Loomis, I probably actually would have pro- put him on the list. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's like really the bright spot of this movie. <laughs> Uh, the sparkle on the turd i'll say to brad dorf is sheriff bracket but i mean we'll get there yeah and especially in the second rob zombie one i don't know what uh, you're talking about i haven't seen that one watched it because we've gone back to the future uh, <laughs> uh, which is another movie i'd like to watch other than this <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so you know, he's in the institution. He's dealing with Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis actually talks with this Michael, this version of Michael, up to a certain amount of time. And then he just stops talking. Um, Michael showed, like, in a cell as an adult, he keeps making masks and he doesn't speak to anyone. Oh, actually, uh, that, was the, that was an important thing <clears throat> is that he used the Michael mask when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, he had a clown mask, but then it was his sister's boyfriend that had the Michael mask for Halloween. And so he, that's when Michael picked it up and used it when he was a kid. And so it seemed to me that when he was older and making his own masks, he kept trying to essentially recreate the Michael mask with his paper mache or whatever he was using rock yeah that's like it's one of those things it's why did this mask exist yeah and like well because like in the original it was a william shatner mask with the sideburns torn off and is opening up a little bit and spray painted white yeah but yeah who knows <laughs> <laughs> but now like michael's enormous and he's living in this asylum and pretty much everybody that he comes in contact with are just like pieces of crap except for uh danny trejo's character 
who's Ishmael, is that what his name was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ishmael Cruz. Um, he kind of treats him right, gives him some respect, talks to him. You know, kind of he just does nice things for him because you know, he's just a good hearted person. Um I like to think that's how Danny Trejo is in real life. <laughs> just a big cuddly teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> With an awesome mustache. <laughs> and an uh, awesome so, voice. Yeah. So this of course, you know, Michael ends up breaking out, just like the original movie. Um, of course he has to kill Danny Trejo's character, which was disappointing. But you know, the real Michael would have done that, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But it was excessive. Yeah, for sure. That was the really crazy part because there were those two creep freak guys, security guard and his cousin or some nonsense that were totally pieces of trash that Michael just killed, you know, in seconds. And then he finds yeah. he finds Danny's character and decides to like beat the crap out of him slowly. Before Shove smashing. his face into a sink and like almost drown him numerous times. And yeah. Then smashes it, his head into a TV. Yeah. So that, that was me, a. Just made me think of Nightmare on Elm Street 3, where Freddy turns into a TV and slams a girl's face into it and says, Welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And again, another movie I'd rather watch than this. <sighs> wow. That I I have no response to that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to get to those movies sometime. Um, But yeah, now it just becomes basically, you know, this is where it kind of gets into remake territory, and Michael is on a mission to go back to his hometown, and then he like you know starts killing again, Uh, and you know it's finally we meet the main character, which is Lori and her friends. And, you know, that just leads to Michael, like terrorizing her and her friends, picking them off one by one until we finally get the showdown where Dr. Loomis goes and buys a gun. And, um, you know, as good as Malcolm McDowell is in this, it just, Watching it made me miss Donald Pleasance just because I love how frantic and crazy he is in these movies. <laughs> For I sure. shot him six times. <laughs> Michael! Just constantly screaming Michael. Or kidnapping children and telling Michael to chase him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um and then it seems like the end of the movie, all Lori does is scream for like 35 minutes. And I I will say like the end chase and everything was, was pretty decent. I like the idea of her going up in the ceiling and Michael trying to get her. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, man, other than that, that's. Well, I thought it was pretty much it. It was weird when. They were upstairs. She had Loomis's gun and she starts raising it to shoot Michael. And Michael has like a pipe or a board or something. And he drops it and chooses to football tackle her (laughs) through the door onto the balcony, off of the balcony, down to the ground instead of like hitting her with the weapon he had. 
Yeah. And that just ends with her being on top of him. Um, Shooting and him supposedly. The gun in the face. Up, Michael grabs her arm and the gun's fired and she like screams. Yeah. And and it's they did the kind of cliche thing of for horror movies, especially well, I mean, it's been the thing for a long time. Uh, but I feel like especially more modern horror movies do this, but you think it's over, but it's not over. Mm-hmm. Because I thought a good ending was going to be when she was in the pool, the empty pool. Michael came in. Loomis comes to the rescue, shoots Michael a bunch of times, and then they get out of the pool. I thought he was Loomis was going to look back in the pool and Michael was going to be gone. So it was going to end kind of like the original movie. Yeah. Or um, when he did though. What? <laughs> That would have been good, though. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. They don't use good ideas. Um, the other thing was when they were getting in the police car before Michael came back, I thought he was going to maybe look up and see Michael standing there, and then Michael kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. But uh, talking about the original versus this one, uh, one thing I wanted to mention because it was actually like back to back or it was kind of part of the same scene one thing that was cool that they did again was he killed was it bobby i forgot to pull up the kills um but he killed one of the kids and stabbed them into the wall yeah bob okay um and then so he did that, but then immediately following that was they decided to redo the scene of him wearing a sheet. Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> it's like you really thought that that was one of the more important things from the original that you needed to keep. Yeah. I guess. I guess it's an iconic thing, but. Yeah. Um, speaking of iconic things that were brought in or I guess in this case would be echoic would be the Halloween theme song. It's, it's used in this. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's used a little too much and inopportune mo- like moments that just don't make sense. Um, there's a part where Michael, young Michael and his mom are meeting with a guidance counselor in, in school and Michael like storms out and he awkwardly runs away and they play the Halloween theme. Seeing this like goofy looking ten year old Swedish kid with long blonde hair running like all gangly and hearing do 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 doesn't seem to fit. Yeah. Like okay. Awkward. Yeah, a lot of weird things in this movie. Um I'll say some of the stuff I don't like is Lori is annoying. Yeah, I just don't like Lori. and like in the original one, I I liked Lori. Lori was a character that everybody could kind of get behind, wanted to see live through it and everything. You know, I don't know if it's so much like the writing of it or Jamie Lee Curtis being Lori in the original. I don't. I I kind of believe it's more towards the writing because I don't know. In the in the first one. Lori was kind of like the girl next door, smart, resourceful, um, still attractive, but not like promiscuous or anything, mm-hmm. or 
like dirty minded or anything like that. Scandalous. Making like sex jokes and she's just kind of annoying. I don't, I don't, it's hard to explain, hard to put your finger on, but she's a little irritating. Yeah. And the whole like, you know, at the end of the first one, um, Lori was terrified and rightfully so, but at the same time, she didn't feel almost helpless. Mm-hmm. Where this Lori just kind of feels helpless and like, oh my God, running away. And like, like I said, she screams for literally like at least like 25, 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, that's one thing that really stuck out to me. Like, when I watched this again a couple of years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how much does she scream in this movie? And I feel like it's even longer in the unrated version. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we cut out another five minutes of of Lori screaming for the theatrical cut. <laughs> it was just, yeah. And like in the original one, you know, Lori, Lori screams. And I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis has got that um, classic, like, yeah. yeah, iconic scream. But I, I don't know. Just I, the characters are so different and you got behind the original Lori, but this one just, just leaves a little more on a table. Like I just wanted more from it. Well, it this Halloween suffers from a lot of what more modern horror movies deal with where they don't have a good, positive, or relatable character that you want to see live. Yes. And she definitely and Lori was so much that when it was uh, when Jamie Lee Curtis played the role, and with this one, I do agree with you. It, I believe it's the writing. I don't necessarily think that's what the actress did with the part. I think it's more how they wrote the character, and it just didn't really like. I don't know if uh, Rob Zombie was going more for oh, you know, real life. I mean, there there are good people out there though, like people that you don't want to see get stabbed by Michael Myers. <laughs> Right, really, the only like relatable character that you wanted to see live was Ishmael. Yeah, they killed him off in like in the first, you know, twenty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Half hour, probably first half hour of the movie. Yeah, like even his mom when he was a kid was you know not the greatest mom. Yeah. So yeah, there was really nobody that you felt a strong connection with. Where when they died or we're almost being killed. You're just like, no, don't do it. Yeah. And I mean, it really comes down to Rob Zombie cannot write dialogue. I feel like some of the choices for, you know, how a scene is set up, um, even some pacing stuff. I feel like he does a decent job at, um, but dialogue, like, come on, man. Like they just say some of the most disgusting stuff, and it's like I can't think about what to put in here. We'll just we'll you know, throw the f word in there a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> like see if that works. Yep. When all else fails, just throw the f word in there and move on <laughs> to the next scene. The, the f word, and then like a character says something sexual. That was that was pretty much his dialogue, and all like all of his movies. Um. Yeah, it's. You want me to get in like the kill count? Yeah, let's go ahead and move into that. that. Right, so there's 20 kills in this movie. Uh, we get Wesley the bully gets 
beaten down with a branch. Uh, Ronnie, who is the mom's boyfriend, he gets his throat slit. Steve, who is Judith's boyfriend, gets his head beat into the baseball bat. Uh, Judith, of course, gets stabbed, just like in the original. Uh, then we get Nurse Wynn, who gets stabbed with a fork. That is in a flashback scene. Uh, Deborah Myers, who is Michael's mom, she shoots herself. Um, Zach gets beaten with chains. Larry gets his head bashed into a wall. Stan gets shot with a shotgun. An accident. Uh, Patty gets her throat ripped out. Gloria gets her throat ripped out. Ishmael gets drowned and head smashed into a TV. Joe Grizzly, who was a pretty great character. <laughs> yeah, short-lived. Uh, it's, that's Ken Foray, by the way, who was in the original um, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. That's one thing, too. I'll give Rob Zombie credit because he brings back like all these um, classic horror actors and you know B-movie actors, but I'll, I'll get into that, too, towards the end. Uh, Joe Grizzly, he gets stabbed. Bob, you mentioned, gets pinned to the wall with a knife. Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Strode get killed. Uh, Mr. Strode gets his throat slit. Mrs. Strode gets her neck snapped. Uh, Paul gets stabbed. Officer Lowry gets stabbed. And Deputy Charles gets stabbed. Um, Lori's parents was probably the most surprising um, kills. Yeah. I would, I would agree in that. Uh, when that was, uh, when I was kind of quote unquote rewatching it, um, when that was coming up, I specifically like paused my game and was intently watching just because I remembered ha- that that one shocked me. Like uh, uh, the first time seeing it, I was not expecting that to happen because one, it didn't happen in the original one. Mm-hmm. And um, two, it was so sudden and unexpected. So. Yeah, it was uh that was a interesting one and it was kind of a one of those different things that I thought was a rare positive in this movie. Rock. Um I guess I can give a kind of a short list here of like all these um B movie actors and uh, kind of like, I guess, memorable horror actors that he's got in this. So he's got uh, Clint Howard, who's been in tons of movies. Uh, Danny Trail, like we mentioned. Uh, Bill Mosley, who was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, is in this. Uh, Daniel Harris from you know Halloween 4 and 5. Uh, we got D. Wallace, who was in Cujo, and she was also the mom in E.T. Mm. We got um, Sybil Banning, who was in a lot of B movies. Uh, Sid Haig, who was in like every single Rob Zombie movie. Uh, and Ken Foray as Big Joe Grizzly. And, you know, Ken Foray is not really not in there that long, but he's just out there like batting a hundred <laughs> <laughs> or batting a thousand. I mean, he just like steals every scene, you know, that he's in. 
you know, just for like that one long sequence, he's your eyes are on him the whole time because he's I don't know, just so great as that character. And it's such an interesting character to begin with. Like the crazy yeah. haircut, big loud kind of Eric guy, but at the same time, like he's a big dude and you wouldn't want to mess with him. Yeah. And I just love the part where you know he's he's trying to take a dump and Michael's like pounding on the door. And he's like, maybe you didn't hear me. And he opens up the door and he's like, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It's like, oh man, is he going to like bite here with Michael? Michael pretty much dominates him because Michael's something big. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the short list in this one. There's some in the second one as well. Uh, you want me to get into trivia? Dude, you want to hear something a little crazy here that I just found out? Yeah, what's up? Uh, Hannah Hall, who played Judith Myers. Yeah. She uh, was young Jenny from Forrest Gump. (laughs) Did you realize that? Yeah, I I actually just saw that she was in Forrest Gump, and I'm like, oh, who is she in that? And I was like, she's probably young Jenny. Uh, I guess another actor I can mention, too, is Brad Dourif, a Sheriff Brackett. mm -hmm. Uh, He's probably most famous for being the voice of chucky okay he's done a lot of voiceover stuff like he's got an amazing like manic voice that he doesn't really use much in this but another guy that's kind of a underrated actor like if you need someone who can like be normal and then flip the switch and be an ab- absolute lunatic like he's the guy you want yeah, he uh, he's had... also with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, too. Okay, yeah, I was going to say I recognize him most from Lord of the Rings. So, Ah, okay. He was a sorcerer kind of guy. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah, so trivia. So, apparently, Malcolm McDowell ruined a great number of takes by invoking hysterical laughter with other la- actors. <laughs> and I could see that. So William Forsythe, who plays Ronnie, uh, actually injured his leg prior to shooting, which is why his leg is in a cast in the movie. Uh, in the script, the character had only an arm brace, but Forsythe's leg injury had to be worked into the film. So they just went with it. Uh, idiot. <laughs> so Tyler Maine is the tallest actor ever to portray Michael Myers, and he is six foot eight. And a former professional wrestler. Uh, So Emma Stone originally auditioned for the role of Lori. Which, as good of an actress as Emma Stone is, I don't think she would have been a good Lori because I think she's too attractive. Yeah, and also... Like, nothing... Like, with Jamie Lee Curtis, like, Jamie Lee Curtis is is a very attractive woman, but... She's attractive and kind of a more plain way, I guess. Yeah. It, well, it's kind of like if they tried casting Megan Fox. Yeah. Where you're just blatantly being like, oh, yeah, go out there, get somebody attractive, and we'll just make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of get that. Where I don't feel like Scout Taylor Compton was such a bad cast as Lori. I think she was just written poorly. 
Yeah, no, because I she's a, she's an attractive woman, but she's not like more sexualized like Emma Stone kind of is. Yeah, if that I, makes sense. Yeah, I I I like Emma Stone, and I I agree with what you're saying. I think, um, she could have gone in there, played the exact same role, and it would have kind of flopped the way that it did, just because, as you said, the writing. Yeah. So before reinventing Halloween, Rob Zombie made the wise choice to talk to John Carpenter about it. Uh, Carpenter's response was he encouraged Zombie to like make the movie his own because at the point he already has like given up on the franchise long before. Uh, he originally wanted it to be a series of separate Halloween theme stories, like you know, with Halloween three, uh, but he was forced to make Halloween two after the first one. So he decided he was going to kill off Michael and Loomis, so it would end that. But you know, Halloween three did so poorly that they kind of just ignored how Michael and Loomis died and just kind of wrote it off like, oh, they're slightly burnt. It's <laughs> <laughs> part four. So you know, Carpenter didn't have any issue with it being remade because at that point he really didn't care. Just kind of funny. Mm. So before deciding to go with Rob Zombie's version of Halloween, um, the studio was about to greenlight a movie called Halloween The Missing Years, which would have been a prequel set with Michael's um, early days at the asylum. What? Which sounds lame. So lame. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> so, was it uh, Sir Buzz, oh no, Buzz Killington. <laughs> so this is the longest Halloween movie to date because it was over two hours. Um, originally, Rob Zombie wanted Danielle Harris to play Lori and Sherry Moon Zombie to play Linda. Which would have been a little weird because Sherry Moon Zombie looks a little too old to be playing a teenager <laughs> yeah totally yeah um daniel harris is laurie i i guess i could have saw that but i mean again i feel like maybe daniel harris is too attractive to play laurie yeah i i think she would have been better than emma stone yeah i i would agree with that it would have been kind of interesting and kind of cool to maybe see um danielle harris do that you know just to go from her role as uh in the franchise when she was younger to you know Mm. the female role in the series yeah but uh but i i I was happy with the part that she played in this one yeah uh and especially you know they kind of built onto that in the second one um so the actor who sells the guns to Dr. Loomis is actually the drummer and singer of the monkeys, Mickey Dolans. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of funny. So we mentioned Dan, we mentioned <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie being a little too old to play a teenager. Well, Daniel Harris plays Annie Brackett, and she is 29 years old when this movie was made. Oh, man. It was, the movie was released about three months before her 30th birthday, but they were able to use her as one of the teenagers because she looks so young. 
But yeah, even now she looks pretty young. And I mean, what this movie was 14 years ago. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. So Danielle Panabaker auditioned for the role of Laurie Strode. Uh, Scout Taylor Compton was casted instead. Two years later, Panna Baker was cast as a female lead in the Friday the 13th remake. And Compton also auditioned for that role, but she lost out to Panna Baker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of ironic and funny. That is kind of funny. So Malcolm McDowell has actually never seen the original Halloween. So his depiction of Dr. Loomis has more of a fresh feel because he never saw how Donald Pleasance played him. Crazy Dr. Loomis. <laughs> yeah. uh, another actor considered for the role of Dr. Loomis was John Hurt. All right. So Skylar Gazando, who has gone on to do a fair amount of things. Um, he was in Santa Clarita Diet as like the neighbor boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he auditioned to play 10-year-old Michael, but he lost out on that, but he was casted as Tommy Doyle in this one, which I didn't even realize until we watched it this year that that was Skylar Gazando. Hmm. So Lori doesn't appear in the movie until 52 minutes in. And then again, she basically screams for like 35 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) She finally appears and then she screams for the rest of the movie. So Rob Zombie's amazing dialogue contains the F word 96 times. Which sounds like a lot, but like movies like The Big Lebowski have like over 200 times. (laughs) (laughs) But it just seems, I guess it just seems a little more excessive in this movie because of how it's used. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the Big Lebowski, like the dude just kind of throws it out and like random dialogue. <laughs> uh, last thing I got is this movie cost um, $15 million and it made $80 million. And I remember it being kind of a big, big deal back in the day. So, not surprised. Back in the day. Yeah. So grades. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? Uh, am I guessing the... Oh, God. We always skip over that. Like, what is wrong with us? Anyway, what's wrong <laughs> with me? Yeah, I was so going to say, I dude, be... I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I hate you, Sean. <laughs> you're not my real dad. <laughs> you don't so, know nothing about it. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes. What do you got for those? Uh, let's go IMDb. B five point seven, close a six point one. Okay. Uh, there's critic to an audience score for Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, critic, give me a forty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh man, dang! It. I always forget how harsh they can be sometimes. Um. Then audience, uh, fifty-five. Close fifty-nine. Okay. Okay. Now, do you want to give yours? Or you want me to go? <laughs> sure, I can give mine. Um, mine has not changed <laughs> from watching this <laughs> twice. Um, I um, I gave it a two out of five because it was watchable. 
Um, and you know, there were some elements that had positive parts to them. I, I mentioned a couple things. It was basically just like if they could get rid of the first half of this movie, mm-hmm. I feel like I would probably take it from a two to a three, maybe three and a half. If they got rid of the first half of the movie, yeah, like just start where he is in this um, mental hospital and isn't saying anything, and then I feel like you've got a lot better movie. Yeah, I think you know, just like the original one, if you just showed him killing his sister, yeah. I mean, heck, I, I would be okay if they just kind of explained it, and you know how some. Uh, movies do an intro where there's a narrator or they show like newspaper clippings or some yeah. news report or something. They could they could have done that and it would have been like, okay. <laughs> yeah, what is there is a newspaper clipping in one of the Halloween movies and it says something like local tot kills sister. <laughs> <laughs> the local tot. Michael's tots? Yeah, Scott's tots. Scott's tots. <laughs> Scott Scott he killed his sister because he was so upset that Michael Scott wasn't gonna pay for his college <laughs> oh but he gosh. did give him a laptop battery <laughs> that's what he killed his sister with was the laptop battery oh gosh dude how funny would that be if somebody made horror movie spoofs off of like uh, popular TV shows, like an instance like that, like somebody's just one of those kids just snapped and then went on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> See, RoboCop, another movie I'd rather watch than this. Oh, dude, I I can't think of too many movies you could name that you would not want to watch. I can. Rob More Zombie's Halloween 2. <laughs> Don't give it away, man. Come on. People need something to look forward to. Right. Oh, gosh. I guess I can give mine now. Rock. Um, yeah, this isn't movie, a movie I really enjoy. Uh, there's a few things that it has going for it. Um, I guess I like how physical Michael is in some points. I don't like how sometimes he grunts and like when he was a kid, he would like yell and scream. Uh, Malcolm McDowell as Dr. Loomis was, was pretty cool. You know, he's not as good as Donald Pleasance, but I, I felt like he did a really good job for such like an iconic character. Um, I enjoyed seeing Daniel Harris come back and play such a, like a different character from what she did you know, as a kid, that was kind of cool. Uh, the soundtrack is pretty good, but I kind of, you know, I like classic rock and, you know, there's like Kiss and stuff in there. And like, I, I like Kiss a lot. So that, that's kind of cool. I don't know if some of it works. Like the whole Love Hurts thing is, is kind of confusing. Like why they Super chose that song. weird. Yeah, a little bit. And I feel like the Halloween theme is used too much and at weird moments. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's not really a movie I enjoy. Back when I first saw it, I thought it was decent. 
but the more that I've seen all the other movies in the series, it, this movie is just kind of annoying, and it hasn't aged very well. I mean, it's really a product of the mid two thousands, and mm-hmm. I I don't know. I people hate on the Friday Thirteenth remake so much that came out two years after this, and I can watch that probably five times before I'd watch this. Oh yeah, that that one is far and above beyond this. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I mean, long story short, I I gotta stick with my one point five out of five that I gave it the first time in the the lost episode of um, <laughs> Rock Video Rental. <laughs> yeah, it's it's out there, but uh, yeah, you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, any parting words? Um, who knows what we're going to think of Rob Zombie's Halloween two. I mean, check, <laughs> check out next week or whenever we drop the next episode. Cause you Say, never know what's going to happen. Technically we know what we think of it, <laughs> but, but you guys don't, but our past selves don't know what we're going to think of it. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the future. <laughs> so yeah come by next time we'll talk about rob zombies halloween 2 unfortunately and yeah we'll be digging down to the soft smelly core of this turd (laughs) so until then as always be kind and rewind